together and running over give it will come back to you when you give give to the lord when you give give to the lord amen amen give the lord a hand praise amen we're going to dismiss our children for children's church at this time thank you miss micah hallelujah Praise the Lord. Isn't it wonderful to see children in the house of the Lord this morning? Amen. It's so wonderful. Thank you, Miss Michael, for all you do for the body of Christ. Amen? Amen. She's serving the Lord today. Praise God. Turn your Bibles with me to the book of Isaiah, chapter 54, and verse 5. I was hoping that you were not going to allow me to preach this morning. But I guess you just want to hear some preaching. Amen. I guess I... I guess I just didn't hurt your feelings good enough last week. So y'all, y'all want some more, amen? So I was hoping you was going to just shout me out this morning and we would just go on into revival and, and we would just kick off our shoes and let our hair down and we would just get in the altars and we'd just shout and run and, and the preacher wouldn't get it, be able to preach, amen? Have you ever been to that kind of service? Yes. Amen? Well, why can't we have that service again? Right. Amen? You know it's not up to the preacher? Come on. I would even say really ain't up to God. I'd say it's really up to you. Amen? And how you respond to the Spirit of God this morning. Amen. We're going to be continuing on in a message this morning called Greater Love. And it's a tough message. Amen. Last week I got on to the men folk pretty good. So uh, buckle down, women. Y'all fixing to get it this morning. Amen. <laughs> Some of you men say, well, praise God. I, whew, he was on me pretty hard last week, so... I'm, I'm glad that he ain't going to be picking on me, but if you know me, I'm liable to come back around and punch you, and sucker punch you in the stomach too, uh, husbands and, and men folk. Uh, so, so don't get too relaxed on me, amen? But this is part two of greater love. Come on, say these words with me. Priest, Priest. provider, Provide. and protector. That's what a husband is, amen? Can we agree that's what a husband is? Now, I ain't, say, I ain't saying agree with me that's what your husband is. I say agree with me that that's what a husband is. Amen? Come on. We'll get your husband there another day if he ain't there today, praise God. But that's what a husband, that's a definition of a husband. A priest of the family, a provider of the family, and a protector of the family. Amen? Now, how many of you want God to be your priest? Come on. Jesus is our high priest. Amen? How many of you want, I want Jesus to be my provider? Oh, come on, Jehovah Jireh is my provider, my Lord. Two fish, five loaves of bread. He feeds over 5,000 men. Can I tell you, they didn't count the women and children. There was probably 15,000 people there that day because you know the women and the children went too far away. Come on, church. How many of you women would let your husbands go on to a, a prayer meeting to see Jesus without you? Huh? No, you're going to be right there eating the fish and the loaves right there with them. Amen. So there could have been 15,000 people. I'm talking about Jesus provides. Amen? Amen? Jesus provides. And the Lord is my shield. Jehovah Nisi. The Lord is my shield and my protector. Amen? Yes. Amen? Amen? Praise the Lord. Isaiah chapter 54 and verse 5. Look at the words of Jesus and stand one more last time for the reading of God's Word as we reverence the Lord. One of these days, I'm going to install one of those electric buttons in here on my pulpit, and it's going to be attached to your seats. And all I got to do is hit a button, and y'all just going to automatically jump up because the seat's going to throw you up. Wouldn't that be wonderful? Amen? 
<laughs> some of y'all don't want me to do that. Some of y'all want me to put some recliners in here. Amen. Can we get some recliner, uh, Brother Dwayne? I want to put my feet up in a recliner. I'll get you a recliner with a button on it, brother, so I can. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Isaiah chapter 54, looking at verse 5. For thy maker is thy husband, and the Lord of hosts is his name, and thy redeemer, the Holy One of Israel, the God of the whole earth, shall he be called. Father, we thank you for the reading of your word this morning. Holy Spirit, you gave me this message, and I ask you to deliver this message. Don't leave me out here dry. Oh, God, but come and protect me, because I know this is a hard message to preach, and most preachers will refuse and are scared to even preach such a thing. So, God, I need your protection this morning. Father, in the name of Jesus, I plead the blood. Oh, Lord, hide me behind the cross. Let the anointing flow from the throne and to the ears and the souls of your people this morning. In Jesus' name. And everybody said, Amen, amen and Amen. I want to tell you something, Angel will tell you, I wrestled with this thing this, morning, uh, this weekend, and I really don't want to preach this, but I'm going to have to tell you what thus saith the Lord this morning anyways, amen? Sometimes a pastor has to do, uh, you know, sometimes you've got to eat some spinach, you know what I'm talking about? Anybody here like spinach? Huh? How many of y'all, y'all do not like turnip greens? Raise your hand. You don't like turnip greens. Uh-huh. How many of y'all don't like spinach? Uh-huh. Same hands, I noticed that. Same hands, don't like turnip greens, don't like spinach. But you know, Popeye used to eat his spinach to get strong, amen? Y'all realize that entire cartoon was about getting kids to eat spinach? Amen? And sometimes a pastor is going to have to give you something that might not taste too good. Oh, but it's good for your soul. Can I get an amen this morning? Amen? Praise the Lord. Well, that angel preach next week and she can sugar you up. Amen? I'm going to sour you up, let Angel sugar you up next week. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Amen. I don't know what she's going to be speaking, but Angel will be speaking next week because next week is Youth Sunday. Praise the Lord, and we're excited about the youth. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. For thy maker is thy husband. How many of y'all know that God's your husband this morning? That's what the Bible says. Your maker is your husband, and God wants to be your husband. Listen, a husband's job is to be the spiritual leader, number one, be the priest of the family. Number two, be the provider of the family. It is not the wife's responsibility to provide for the family. It is the man, the husband of the family. It is his responsibility to be the provider. Can I get an amen? amen. That don't mean that you women folk can't go hold on a job, but you are, that's not your primary purpose in life. That's the man's primary purpose. Amen. The husband is the provider for the family. And number three, to be the protector of the family. Amen. Now, this is where me and Angel fight. Because in the middle of the night, when somebody's trying to break in, I have to fight her. To Can you stay in bed while I be the protector and go kill this guy? Y'all know what I'm talking about? I mean, I, I feel sorry for whoever breaks in my house because not only he's going to have me beating on his head, Angel's going to be right there beating on his head too. I got to tell have mercy, Angel. The boy's about to die. We're going to call the cops now, okay? Amen. Anybody got one of them kind of wives? Amen. But it's not my wife's responsibility to be a protector. It's my responsibility. Can I get an amen? 
It's the husband's responsibility. Listen, God wants to be your husband, therefore he wants to be your priest, he wants to be your provider, and he wants to be your protector. Can I get an amen in the house of God? Amen. amen. I'm almost done with you men, folks. Y'all going to be all right. Don't get scared. Then the question comes in, and I, I said this last week that we were going to answer this. The question is, if, then why is my life so messed up? Have you ever heard anybody ask that question? Why is my life so messed up? Why did all this stuff happen to me? I go to church. I'm saved. I love God. Why is my life like this? Maybe you're not asking that question, but I assure you there are people in the church house today around the world that are asking that question. If God is my provider, if God is my protector, if God is my high priest, then why is my life so messed up? Have you ever asked that question? Have you ever asked the question, God, where are you? Hmm? Have you ever been in something and you just, I, God, how did I get here and where are you right now? Because you expected God to show up and you don't see God. Come on. You expected God to show up, but you don't feel God. Am I talking to anybody this morning? Amen. Maybe I'm not talking to me, Ma, but I'm talking to Uncle Jesse. Come on. Am I talking to anybody this morning? Where are you, God? Why is my life so messed up? If you're my provider, if you're my protector, and if you're my high priest, the scripture says, God, that you are supposed to be my husband. Hmm. I'm so glad we asked these questions this morning. Amen. The answer is, God did not allow any of these things in your life. God did not allow these things in your life. Go with me to the book of James, chapter 4. God, why is my life so messed up? God does not want your life to be messed up. He wants your life to be blessed. Jesus died on the cross. So that you could be blessed. Amen? Amen? So God, where are you in my life? James chapter 4, looking at verse 7. In James chapter 4, verse 7, the first word. Somebody tell me what the first word in your Bible says. There you go. I'm going to go ahead and give the benediction and dismiss y'all now. Sermon's over. I mean, we could just stop and think about that for a long time, can't we? Huh? We could just end the service right there and you just go home and think about that word for the rest of the week. Amen? And then next week we just open up with an altar call because everybody just needs to come on to the altar. Can I get an amen this morning? Look at the first word in there. Submit. God, where are you in my life? Why is my life so messed up? If you're my priest, if you're my protector, if you're my provider, why? The first word? Say it again, church. Submit yourself, therefore, to God. Resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Does your Bible say that? Amen. I mean, if your Bible says something else, we need to get you a new Bible. Huh? If your Bible don't say that, we need, you got the wrong Bible in your life. We need to get you another Bible. Amen? Because the Holy Scripture says, through the, listen, the Holy Ghost moved upon James when he wrote this. 
And he says, submit yourself, therefore, unto God. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. Draw nigh to God and he will draw nigh to you. Cleanse your hands, ye sinners. Hello, God, why is my life so messed up? Hmm. Cleanse your hands, ye sinners, and purify your hearts, ye double-minded. Oh, my Lord. Well, brother, I'm not a sinner. Well, are you double-minded? Are you full of doubt and unbelief in your heart? I guess what? If you got doubt and unbelief in your heart, that's called sin. You sin, Doubt is sin. Amen. Anything that's not faith is sin. So do you have doubt and unbelief in your heart? Amen. Be afflicted and mourn and weep. Let your laughter be turned into mourning and your joy into heaviness. Humble yourself in the sight of the Lord and He shall lift you up. Now I'm going to read the same Scriptures under the Amplified Bible. Listen to this. Go on read with me in your King James. I know you don't have Amplified, but I'm going to, I'm going to amplify some things and you're going to see it. So submit to the authority of God. Come on. I like to ask people the question, you say Jesus is your Savior. I like to ask you, is He also your Lord? Oh, because there's a big difference, church. Yeah, come on. There's a, there's a big difference between accepting Jesus as Savior and accepting Him as Lord. Because when you accept Him as Lord, you don't do what you want to do. You don't go where you want to go. You don't act the way you... No, you do what Jesus tells you to do. You go where Jesus tells you to go. Come on, church. When you make Jesus your Lord, you are not your own anymore. There's a lot of people that will claim salvation. But Jesus is not their Lord. There's a big difference. Submit to the authority of God. Resist the devil. Stand firm against him. See, that's another thing too. We don't stand firm against him. When the devil comes against us, we, we, know we, we humble ourselves to the devil. Now, Mr. Devil, you know that's against the word. I need you to go on now. I need you to go on. I need you to leave. I'm going to resist you. I need you to leave me alone. I like what Smith Wigglesworth said one time. said he was at a bus stop and, and, and he was getting ready to go preach somewhere and this little lady came out and she getting ready to go on the bus and, and her little dog came out. Anybody ever heard this one from Smith Wigglesworth? Her little dog came out and, and the bus is coming up and, and, and she's talking to the little dog. Now baby, you, you go on home. Uh, I got to get on this bus. Mama got to go. Now you go on home now baby. Go on. Shh, shh, go on. Go on. And all of a sudden the bus stopped. Shh, and the door opened and she said... Get it! <laughs> and Smith Rubles were jumped up. He looked at her. He said, and that's how you talk to the devil. You don't play with him. You say, get devil in the name of Jesus. Mm, don't play patty with him. Get firm. Stand against him with some firmness. Amen. Tell him out. Tell him out. Mm. And he will flee from you. Look at what the scripture says. Come close to God with a contrite heart, and we will come close to you. Wash your hands, you sinners, and purify your unfaithful hearts. Hello, 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 church. Unfaithful, oh Lord. Mm. Unfaithful hearts. Unfaithful hearts. I know I'm supposed to be in church today, but you know the race is on. Mm. I know I'm supposed to be in church today, but I'm getting ready for the Super Bowl. 
Come on, church. Come on. I, I know the preacher has called a fast, but man, they just opened up a brand new, sweet, tasty, sweet place over here in Bowden, and I got to go get me a donut. Come on, church. Am I talking to you this morning? Just say, if you can't say amen, just say, oh, me. Oh, me. Hallelujah. Unfaithful hearts. If the pastor calls a prayer meeting, oh, but Bonanza comes on at the same time. I don't want to miss Bonanza. Come on, church. Unfaithful hearts. And you double-minded people. Be miserable and grieve and weep over your sins. Let your foolishness, your laughter be turned to mourning and your reckless joy to gloom. Humble yourself with an attitude of repentance and significance in the presence of the Lord and He will exalt you. He will lift you up and He will give you Purpose. Come on, church. You say, I want to go to a higher level. I want to go to a higher level in God. I want to be on the stage. I want to preach the church. I want to be a pastor. I want to be a singer. I want to be a, a, a teacher. I want to be a musician. I want to do I want to get higher. I want to get closer to God. Listen, if you want to get closer to God, then you're going to have to get lower on your humility. Come on. For those who humble themselves, God will exalt. I'm going to tell you, church, I didn't get to this platform overnight. It took 40 years. It took years of God humbling me. It took years of me trying to step up and think I'm doing okay. And then the devil comes and knocks me back down. Come on. Am I talking to anybody this morning? It took years of me getting to a place where I had to surrender my will. Amen. I had to surrender my career. I had to surrender my business. Come on. I shut a business down, a good business, to come and pastor this church. My Lord, I went from $80,000 a year to $20,000 to live on. If that ain't humbleness, I don't know what is. I got out of the military, a career soldier, staff sergeant. I was, I was climbing the ladder of success. And then one day I heard God say, if you want more of me, you better get out of here and go back home to the family. Mm. Come on sacrifice after sacrifice of your will and your flesh is called humbleness. Humble yourself in the sight of the Lord and He will lift you up. What's that first word again, church? Submit. James is telling us to submit. The word submit means to yield to a superior force. The word humble means to show a modest or low estate of one's own importance. How many of you have come to realize that the universe does not rotate around you? Huh? There's some people out there that think that, right? I mean, they act like they think that. They think the entire universe rotates around them, and if you ain't rotating around them, then, my Lord, you just ain't right. How many of you know that we need to say, I'm not important, Jesus is important? Amen? I'm just a servant. I'm just a servant. I like what Paul said. I, I'm, just, I'm just the lowest of the lowest. Amen. Of the apostles. Of the servants of God. Amen. We are, we are to present ourselves as we are not important, but God is important. And what God cares about is more important than what I care about. Come on. Matter of fact, my care should line up with what God cares about. Come on, church. I should learn to love God's people because God loves His people. 
Amen? I heard a song one time talking about what love is. Love is loving. If you love God, then you love God's people. Man, that really spoke to me because I got God, you got some people I don't like. Huh? Why are y'all looking at me like that? God's got some people you don't like. Amen. I'd even dare to say God's got some people you can't stand. Amen. You don't go to their church because you know they go there. Amen. But if you love God, you love His people. Huh? Hey, I had to pray about that thing. I had to repent. God, I'm sorry. If you love them, I love them. God, help me love them. Teach me to love them. Let me see them through your eyes, not mine. Come on. Amen. We've got to learn to love God's people the way God loves His people. So what does it mean to submit? It means no matter what you think or what you want to do, you surrender. We sung songs this morning about surrender. You surrender your will to someone else. That's what submit is. Ephesians chapter 5. Here we go. Y'all ready? Come on. Amen. About to get interesting. Ephesians chapter 5. Oh me. About to get interesting. This is where I need my... Anybody praying for me out there this morning? This is where I need you to start praying real, real heavy for me. Amen. Come on. Pastor's about to get in the foxfire right now. Mm. Ephesians chapter 5 and verse 19. We're going to start with verse 19 because it's, it's sweet and nice. We're going to start with that one. Amen. Speak to yourselves in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord. I will never forget my Uncle Dalton. He's gone on to be with Jesus, but I will never forget him. Because when he got saved, man, he got saved. <laughs> every, every time you would go around my Uncle Dalton after he gave his heart to the Lord, if he wasn't singing a song to Jesus, he was humming a song to Jesus. I mean, there was always a tune in his mouth. He would, he would walk around the house humming a praise to the Lord. And if he wasn't humming a praise, he was singing it out loud. And I'm not just talking about only when people are watching. I'm talking about 2 o'clock in the morning when he gets up and goes to the bathroom and goes get a drink of water. You would hear him in the house worshiping God. Listen, church, that's what Paul is telling us here. Amen. This is what he's telling the church. Speak to yourselves in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord. Give thanks always for all things unto God and the Father in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Submit yourselves one to another in the fear of God. Oh, Lord, let me stop right here, please. Huh. Huh. Y'all go on and read the rest of it. I don't want to say it. Hmm. Should I be bold and go ahead and say it anyways? Wives! What's that word, church? Oh, I'm so glad you said it instead of me. Wives, submit yourselves unto your own husbands as unto the Lord. For the husband is the head of the wife, even as Christ is the head of the church, and he is the Savior of the body. Therefore, as the church is subject unto Christ, so let the wives be unto their own husbands in every Thing. We're not going to stop there, ladies. We're going to go ahead and bash them in again. Husbands, love your wives as Christ also loved the church and gave himself for it, that he might sanctify and cleanse it with the washing of the water by the word, that he might present it to himself a glorious church, not having spot or wrinkle or any such thing that should be 
holy and without blemish. So ought men to love their wives, even as their own bodies. He that loveth his wife loveth himself. Oh, let's say that one more time. You, you women folk, why, y'all need to say that real loud so your husbands can hear you. He that loveth his wife, hello, hello, loveth himself. For no man ever yet hateth his own flesh, but nourishes and cherisheth it, even as the Lord, the church. The Lord just reminded me of something as I was reading that scripture. I'm going to tell you something that you husbands need to realize. And uh, you probably make some corrections in your life concerning this. If I mistreat my wife, God won't listen to my prayer. Huh? If I want God to hear my prayer, and I do, I have to love my wife and make sure I cherish her as my queen of my home, as my bride. Amen? I have to love my wife as Christ loved the church. If I mistreat her in any way, amen, God will shut the, the heavens up and He will not accept my prayers. That's Bible, church. I know that's hard for us men folk to swallow, but when you're mad at your wife, and probably most of the time when your wife's mad at you, God's mad at you too. Hello? 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 I'm trying to help somebody this morning. Amen? Amen? Maybe I'm helping somebody on the internet radio this morning that can hear us, praise God. Trying to help you this morning. Husbands are to love their wives as Christ loved the church. But we got to talk about these things. we got to have these conversations. See, first Paul is telling us to submit to one another in the church, in the body of Christ, concerning spiritual order of things and out of reverence of Christ. That means that we don't fight among ourselves in the church trying to get our way, but we listen to one another and compromise with one another and listen to one another's ideas and opinions about church matters and we find answers to the problems together. Now right there is a good place for the whole church to say amen. 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 Then Paul turns to the family unit. And he says in verse 22, Wives, submit yourselves unto your own husbands as unto the Lord. Mm. Let me just stop right there and go ahead and break that sentence down to you. Wives, if you cannot submit to your own husbands, then you're not submitting to the Lord either. Thank you, Sister Jan. I know. (laughs) Can I go home with you and Frankie tonight? (laughs) Amen. If you, if you cannot submit to your own husbands, and you cannot submit to the Lord either. That's what he's telling us here. There is an evil in the land today, wives, that wives are dominating their husbands. Hello? I talked about the evil in the land last week, about the men. Amen. And how the man wants to sit home and watch soap operas and have his wife go out and earn a living. Come on. And this is not the proper order of things because Adam was supposed to earn his bread by the sweat of his brow. Come on. That's not the proper order of things. But there's also an evil in the land where the wives are dominating their husbands. In the South, we have a saying for this. Anybody know what it is? Oh, yeah, we got a saying. Thank you. <laughs> in the South, we say the man is henpecked if his wife dominates his home. Isn't that the truth? 
How many of y'all ain't the first time y'all heard that? No. That's what we say in the South. Amen. Now, don't raise your hand because you know somebody's henpecked. Amen. <laughs> Listen, wives, God said that through Paul that your husband is the head of the family, not you. Hello? This is the order of God things. This is what God ordained in the Garden of Eden. Many wives, listen to me, are exercising witchcraft over their husbands to control him and their families. Amen? Y'all help me out, Janet. Help me out now because I'm, I'm getting deep now. Amen? At least I know you and Angel are with me. Praise the Lord. Amen. Many wives are exercising witchcraft over their husbands to control them and control their families. If you ladies have done any of the following things, you need to repent. Let the Holy Spirit speak to the church. Amen. I didn't make this stuff up, okay? Let me go ahead and say that. I didn't make this up. I got this from the Holy Spirit. Number one, some wives are tempted by the devil to withhold sex from their husbands if they don't get their own way. They don't get what they want. Boy, it got real quiet right there. Huh? I ain't going to repeat it, but I know you heard me. Amen. Wives, this is called manipulation. And manipulation, in the simplest form, is witchcraft. Some wives will refuse to cook until they get their way. Ooh, don't raise your hand if that's been you. Come on. Well, honey, I'm hungry. Feed yourself. Hmm? I ain't cooking. Some wives refuse to clean the house or do laundry. You want your laundry done, you do it yourself. Come on. Mad. They get mad, they rebel. Some wives uh, will give their husbands... Now this one ain't so bad. I, I kind of enjoyed this one a little bit. I think some of you husbands did too. Some of your wives will give your husbands the silent treatment. That one ain't never fazed me because I like quiet. <laughs> Amen. Come on. Boy, it's getting quiet in here. Are you still with me, Sister Jan? All right, Sister Jan, with me. Angel, you still with me back there? I'll let you know later. Oh, Lord. <laughs> Y'all got an extra bedroom. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Silent treatment. All these things are called manipulation. And manipulation is a form of witchcraft. Come on. This behavior is devilish. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. Now let me jump back onto the men's side, okay? Husbands, you can't withhold money from your wife until she begins to do what you want her to do. That's called manipulation. Huh? Come on, man. I had to go back over there. The women are going to burn me to a stake. Come on. But we can't withhold our pocketbooks. Come on. Amen. Amen. Because we already said the husband is the provider. That means we go to work and we come home and we give our paycheck to our wives and we sit down and we look at our bills and, we, and together we make financial decisions. Hello? Hello? It's not, I got my money, you got your money. Huh? I got my checking account, you got your checking account. I got my credit card, you got your credit card. And I don't know how much money you got in the bank. And you don't know how much money I got in the bank. Hello? That's called division. That's not a marriage. That's called roommates. Amen. Amen. Oh, this hard stuff. Y'all don't like any of this stuff. 
Lord, help me, Jesus. Help me, help me, help me, help me, help me. Hmm. Husbands, we're not the slave master of the home either. Oh, where are the wives at? They, men, y'all should have been shouting and jumping right there. Husbands, we are not the slave masters of our home. Listen to this, husbands. You don't dominate your wife no more than Jesus dominates you. Come on. I said, husbands, don't dominate your wives no more than Jesus dominates you. Raise your hand if Jesus dominates you. Nobody can. He will lead you. He will guide you. He will gently correct you. Come on. Come on. And He will show you a better pathway. But He does not kick in the bedroom door. Come on. Come on. Grab you by the back of your hair. Drag you to the kitchen and make you do something. Come on. Amen. 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 Come on, church. Amen. Come on. Am I talking to the body of Christ this morning? Amen. These are things happening in the church world today. Why do you think 60% of the people in the church world are divorced? Hello? Why? Because of these kind of things. We've got to get back to the order of God this morning. Husbands, you are the priest, the provider, and the protector of your home. Most people don't understand this word, submit. Let's talk about this word for just a moment. Because most people confuse this word with another word. Most people do not understand the word submit. They confuse it with another word. You know what that other word is? Agreement. I'm in agreement. I, I guess I'm in submission because I'm in agreement. I, I agree with what you say and I agree with what you want to do. I'm in agreement. But that's not submission. That's agreement. Submission is when you're not in agreement. Hello? Submission is when you're not in agreement. You really don't want to do that. You really don't want to go there. You really don't want this going on. Come on. But... But you do it anyways out of submission. That's what submission is. So submission is not in agreement. Amen. Most people will say, oh, I submit to the pastor until I disagree with him. Then I'm going somewhere else. Amen. I'm going to tell you something. Last week's message hit hard with some people and people got angry with me. Some people are not in the house today because they're angry with me because of what I preached last week. Amen. But it's still the Word of God, is it not? Amen. It's the Word of God. So we, we are in agreement. We are with you as long as we agree with you. Amen. I'm afraid to do a wedding today because back in the days it used to be until death do us part, but we should just change those vows and say, until I get mad and I go home to mama. Come on. Because that's more of the truth, isn't it? Submission and agreement are not the same thing. Turn your Bibles to Philippians chapter 2. Come on back up here, Brother Hagin. Help me out. Philippians chapter 2. Looking at verse 8. Philippians chapter 2 and verse 8. Amen. I want you to see something here. They're talking about Jesus. And being found in a fashion as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient unto death, even the death 
of the cross. Do you see that? Look at that. Talking about Jesus. And being found in the fashion as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient unto the death, even the death of the cross. Amen. Amen. You see, in the Garden of Gethsemane, Jesus prayed to the Father for another way. As a human man, he did not want to suffer the cross and the beatings and then the death. His flesh man was in torment of this and to the point that he was sweating drops of blood. He was in the Garden of Gethsemane and he's praying and he's asking God for another way. He did not want to go through the pain and the agony. But the scripture says right here in verse 8, And being found in the fashion as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. Jesus is in the garden and he's asking the Father for another way. And the Father says, there's only one way, son. There's only one plan for salvation. Somebody's got to be the Lamb of God. Somebody's got to die on the cross. Somebody's got to shed the blood for the remission of sins. Somebody has got to be the Lamb of God. And then Jesus, in the garden, He says, Not my will, but thine be done. Come on. He taught us how to pray. Our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. You see, Jesus wanted another way. But he submitted to the point of obedience to the death of the cross. You see, that was submission. That was an agreement, but it was submission. Church is a big difference between agreement and submission. And we got to learn the difference. And we got to learn to line up with God's word. And learn to be submissive to the word of God, even if we do not agree. I can think of a scripture right now that most of us in this church would not agree with. Jesus said, if somebody slaps you on one side, turn the other cheek, they'll slap that one too. Huh? I don't like that scripture. I ain't agreeing. I'm going to punch you back. Come on. Amen. But through submission, I better not. I better love. Amen. So submission is love. Submission is love to the will of God. So Jesus prayed, not my will be done, but thy will be done. Thy will be done. Jesus was, listen, Jesus was already the only begotten Son of God. But when He said, let thy will be done, He became the Lamb of God. The sacrifice forever of the sins. Jesus came obedient unto death. And here we are, church. Are we obedient unto death? Do we submit unto God and His authority and His plans in His order of things, how He does things. Are we in agreement with the Word of God? So many people refuse to go to church because they're not in agreement and they're not in submission. God gave us spiritual leaders in our lives to lead us through His Word, to lead us to the cross. But we resist them and we rebel against them. 
We've got to come into the obedience of Christ, church. And submission is just that. In the order of God to operate, here's the answer to your question. Why is my life so messed up? Why is all this bad stuff happening? Why did it happen? Why, why did God, where are you at? If you're my priest, if you're my provider, if you're my protector, then God, why did you allow all these things? Here's your answer. In the order of God to operate in our lives as priests, provider, and protector, then we have to be in a submission of submission, a position of submission to His Word and His order of things. This is what I mean when I ask the question, is Jesus your Lord? Is Jesus your Lord? He may be your Savior, yes. In order to get to heaven, but it's Jesus your Lord and your Master. Your life is not your own. You don't do what you want to do. You do what God wants you to do. And when you put yourself under submission and you humble yourself in the sight of God, then you'll find yourself in a position where He can be your priest, and He can be your provider, and He can be your protector. We've got to surrender. Let's all stand to our feet this morning. I pray this helps somebody this morning to understand the difference between agreement and submission. I pray that these last two messages help us understand the order of things in God, that the husband is the priest and the provider and the protector. But there's an evil in the land where men don't want to be men anymore. They want somebody else to do that while they sit at home. I'm telling you, church, we got to get our lives lined up with the Word of God. And when we surrender, revival will come. When we submit, revival will come. Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord, I come to You. Father, I've given them this Word. I know it was hard. Lord, I ask you now for the blessings upon this word as it ministers into the souls of our people. Lord, as we speak forth the articles of your word and line our life up with you, that we surrender. That we surrender to your will. We surrender to your way. Oh, Father, we surrender. Lord, begin to wreck our lives. Begin to turn us upside down. Begin to rearrange our schedules where revival is more important than anything else. May God begin to burn on the inside of us a fire of the Holy Ghost that we will want more of you. That we want more of your presence. Lord, bless those children, bless those teenagers, those young people in Ashbury, Kentucky, and at university. But Lord, don't forget us down here in Babylon. Send the winds of revival to us, O oh God. Send us people that are hungry. Send us people that are thirsty. Oh, in the name of Jesus, I dispatch the angels of heaven to go forth out and compel those, find those that are hungry, those that are thirsty for the sanctuary things, for the holy things of God, and bring them into the sanctuary again, God. Bring them to the Bowden Church of God and let a fire on the inside of them that will spark a fire on the inside of us. Oh, thank you, Lord.
teach us to fan the flames of revival in Jesus' name. Send revival, Lord. We've given your word, Father. Oh, it's only up to us to repent if we find ourselves outside the word. Father, I pray right now that every soul in here, oh, in the name of Jesus, these altars are open, church. Every soul in here that found themselves outside the word of God would speak to you now and say, Lord, forgive me. Lord, forgive me and show me how to do better. Show me how to walk in your precepts. Show me how to walk in your holiness. Show me how to walk according to your word. In the name of Jesus right now. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. These altars are open, church. If you want to come and talk to Jesus. We got the anointing oil here. We'll pray with you if you got some sickness in your body. We'll be glad to anoint you with oil according to James chapter 5. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on, where's the revival fire church? The revival starts with repentance. Revival starts with repentance. Revival starts with moving your will out of the way and letting God's will be done in our lives today. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. These altars are open. Anybody coming this morning? Anybody need prayer this morning? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Angel, we may have to get a box of band-aids. You got a box of band-aids back there? All right. Go to the kitchen and get a box of band-aids. Amen. Give you some band-aids this morning. Amen. Don't forget about our Easter committee meeting right after church this morning. We're going to talk about Easter. Amen. How many of y'all still love me this morning? Oh, some of y'all still thinking about it. All right. Praise the Lord. Aren't you glad to know Pastor ain't going to be preaching next week? I'm going to let Angel preach. <laughs>